Hey guys, welcome to the Boss Queens of Voices podcast where we discuss the hard truth. The aim of this podcast is to provide a safe space for normalising healthy and constructive conversations and debates on topics and issues which affect the black community. Some episodes will feature just myself, sharing my views, opinions and personal experiences, while other episodes will feature guest speakers who will also share their views, experiences and personal perspectives. I hope you join me on this journey as we unpack and face these issues head on. Remember to like, share and subscribe to never miss an episode. And if you'd like to be a guest speaker or have any suggestions on how things can be improved, please send me an email at theadvicequeen at gmail.com. All suggestions and constructive criticism are welcome. Please also follow me on Instagram at the Boss Queens with Voices podcast and join me every Saturday live at 11pm where you can have your say or send me a voice message using the link below in the podcast description box. Hey guys, welcome back to season two of the Boss Queens with Voices podcast. I'm your host, the Advice Queen. And today I'm joined by a lovely guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Please, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here today. My name is Keisha. I'm a career and business coach using astrology. Um, Wow, I've been doing this for about eight years now. Uh, I should say I've been a career coach for eight years. I've been an astrologer for three and uh, loving and enjoying the journey thus far. Good. Uh huh. And um, tell the people where they can find you. So you can find me on all my social media platforms at Away of Life 5, the number 5, and life is spelled L Y S E. Mm hmm. And that's YouTube, Facebook, IG, and Twitter. Cool. So you're all over. Everybody can find you at A Way of Life. That's life spot with a F with the number five. And yeah, guys, tap in. She is a great queen. Hence why she's on the platform. And um, yeah, so is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself? Or do you want us to just get right into it? Yeah, I'm ready to just jump jump in. That's about it. Cool. Um, Top of my head, anyway. (laughs) Okay, cool. So, um, guys, today's um, episode I've named um, religion or spirituality. So, um, I think it's something valid that we should be talking about. Um, This is not to take away from anybody's religions, anybody's form of spirituality, anybody's forms of belief. This is just an open conversation that um, I've chosen to have with um, Keisha. So um, we're just going to get right into it. So um, would you like to like give us a little bit about your, you know, you know what you do? You said you, you're into astrology. How do you incorporate in astrology, astrology into your everyday life? Oh, wow. Everything that I do, uh, that's actually the reason why my business is called a way of life mm-hmm. um as a um as a coach using astrology i based all of my business decisions off of my birth chart okay. and that has a, a big part of how i help others finding their mission their purpose in this lifetime and as i was going through this process for myself 
what as you know just asking all the important questions is um how, it was really based off of how i learned and understood things and as gemini um we are um hands-on yeah we learn very hands-on and i had a reflection or i had to reflect on that and how that <laughs> kind of came about in my lifetime just remembering when I was in college, I um, I actually couldn't remember the things that I was learning when I first started. Yeah, I mean, I was what, 27, 28 when I actually decided to go to college. Okay. Um, I actually had no interest in going to college, if you could believe that. I didn't want to go. I was I was a vocational high school student, so I had uh, the skills of being a cosmetologist. And that's what I was going to pursue before I became an astrologer or even a career coach. Okay. And um, I had some some life altering uh, things that had happened in my life up until that point, and decided to go to college. Okay. And what I was beginning to realize is that I couldn't remember anything that I was learned. Like I understood it when I was in the class. You know, I was very attentive, and I I knew what I was learning or what was being taught, but when I got home, people were like, well, what did you learn today? Or, you know, they just asked me questions or things would come up. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I had so much going on in my mind that I was just like, I really don't know. So I had to challenge myself to incorporate the things that meant the most to me, the things that really stuck with me that I was like, okay, I can take this. I can use this in a real tangible way. And I incorporated it in my everyday life. Uh, as a mother, as yeah. an individual, and as a coach. And that was really um, some of the beginning steps of um, A Way of Life, which is why I named my business A Way of Life. <laughs> I get it. Sounds, it's, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Because it's a way, it's, it's just how you live your life. It's a way, it's, it's your way of life. So I get where you, you're coming from with the, um, you know, A Way of Life. And yeah, that, that, that's powerful. So um, did you ever have any religious, you know, was you brought up religious? Like, you know, most of us was brought up in some sort of, you know, religious context. Did you have any, you know, particular religion that you, you know, your parents or your grandparents, you, did you grow up with religion or did you grow up with spirituality is the question. Yeah, so uh, I actually tell this story um, as my, um story beginning in a lot of my businesses um my grandfather was uh, a minister he's long past since now um and um he was uh in memphis i don't think he's from memphis i actually think he's from arkansas but lived in memphis at the time and um, he came down to uh, Lynn Mass, which is where I was born to do ministry, to become mm -hmm. a minister. And um, that story is very near and dear to my heart as an entrepreneur, because he really, um, him and four other guys built a community of churches. Okay. And, um, I talked about the pyramid system, not the scheme, the system, <laughs> which um, a lot of people I'm not sure even understand, but uh, that's a whole other topic. But him and four other guys, what they did was they got together and started a community of churches mm -hmm. and 
built up the community for each church, for each person as they went along until they all had their own church. And so my grandfather was very well known in a very small city, as you can imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not allowed to do a lot of the things that uh, most kids probably got away with. Okay. But it was also, uh, you know, again, a way of life, how we grew up. I was in church every Sunday, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Huh? I, I said I, ha- I had a hundred percent. I was in church every Sunday, you know, and I had a lot of teachings from him. And uh, what was very interesting about my grandfather when it comes to religion, just going back to assessing the reason why my business is a way of life is because my grandfather came from an era where we kind of wasn't in the space of, um, you know, we were still in a little bit, I don't want to say freedom, because he was definitely born into slavery. Um, let's just keep it all the way 100. He was an older man. So uh, what is that, three generations at least? Uh, so he was definitely born into slavery, but he wasn't um, in a place. He, him, His mother had enough money, I'll say it like that, okay. where they had freedom to make choices back then. You know, my grand, my grand, my great grandmother, his mom was actually very successful. She had her own homeland and was able to teach, you know, my grandfather who only had a third grade education, his, you know, her ways, which was entrepreneurship. And I think that's lost um, hugely in our culture um, that we don't even uh, assess or understand anymore on a pretty big level. So. When I say religion, for me, even though, uh, don't get me wrong, um, I still had some of those same ideals of religion and uh, how it kind of, um, uh, what's a good word for it, prevents us from real growth, if you will. Uh, You know, the beliefs that come with that, that kind of really stop you from flourishing and really truly understanding um, yourself and who you are. Um, that clear but my grandfather mm-hmm. and he he didn't have that same ideology those things were social norms that we were taught you know those uh learnings and, and teachings did not come from within the home of my grandfather because his idea around religion again was more so philosophy so I, I, and I learned this uh the first day of class if you could believe it or not um when I when I went back to college Again, I was about, what, 27, 28 at the time, and uh, it was, I was taking an introduction to psychology class, and the first thing that came out of the guy's mouth was, most of you may not know this, but before religion became religion, it was philosophy, and I was like, whoa, like that really kind of messed my head up, as you could imagine, when you have all these teachings that aren't that, right? Like no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody was telling that story. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Already my mind is getting a shift and I'm like, what is happening to me? What are you telling me right now? Because for so many years, that's not the story I have been told. Mm-hmm. And I think that came from the, I, I don't even know if we could call it a lack anymore today, but I think there was a disconnect in the way that we were taught back then, like 
a child should stay in a child's place. So there was only certain parts of the conversation that we got. You know, it wasn't a full circle understanding, if that makes sense at all. And I think that's kind of where we got lost. Because at some point, uh, our parents, grandparents started not telling us certain things, or they only let us into certain rooms where certain conversations were going on. And the reason I say that, I don't have any proof on this, by the way, like you said, you mentioned, I'm not a scientist. I don't have, you know, that knowledge. I don't have any of that. This is just, again, steps that I had to take in order to start my business and how I really teach as a coach. And, yeah. and what I found was the disconnect between the way we were taught because we were kept from so many things. I don't even think my grandfather believed that, if you will. Like I can even remember conversation or times when my grandmother would be upset with my grandfather because he'd be trying to teach us. You know, he'd be he'd get us uh, he'd get all the children around and sit around and teach through soliloquies and uh, like sayings and. Uh, like he had all these really fancy words and, and, and phrases that he, that he would use. So, you know, when I say religion, don't get me wrong. He was very serious about his religion. But mm -hmm. the way he taught wasn't through the Bible. It wasn't through a Sunday class, even though, again, don't get me wrong. We did have to attend those things and was very involved. Mm -hmm. But his thing was always about teaching and smaller um, storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's a really good um, way to put it, through storytelling. He would get us all in a circle and sit us down and say, now, what is this dollar here? Uh, what are you going to do with this dollar here if I send y'all out to the, to the park down the street here? And, you know, we would all raise our hand, you know, be excited to answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and he, and he would give his, 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 um, you know, point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, and then my, my, but my grandmother would be the one again, who was like, let the kids out, let them go play. And, and, you know, and, and, or if there was a, 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 another conversation going on where he would be teaching us something, uh, at some point, you know, she would always come in and disrupt. And this is no, uh, disrespect to my grandmother, by the way, yeah. I'm pretty sure reason for all these things that again I I don't know this is me just assessing my life mm -hmm. and um, and she'd be like let them kids go play uh, they don't want to sit up here and talk to you, uh, hear you talk all day boy that's what she called my my grandfather she called him boy I don't know why <laughs> um and and so I say all of that to say you know I, I think that those conversations were never fully taught like Somewhere along the line, we started cutting off or leaving our decisions for what, what children should learn, how they should learn, where they're learning these things in other people's hands. And that, for me, was kind of like the fall of the family or the culture or the philosophy okay. of religion. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So, I mean, for me, religion was... Again, as you said, you know, going to Sunday school and all the rest of it. And I mean, the difference with yourself and me is that um, I didn't, I, I never met my grandparents. So I only ever had my mom. 
So, you know, my mum's way of life and my mum's way of doing things was just how you did things. You get what I mean? You didn't question, you know, as you said, when conversations were being had, you weren't in a room, you wasn't involved. You know, it was always hush, hush, and it was always just do as you're told and that sort of thing, you know? So, you know, I grew up in, you know, a, a Christian household, so to say, you know, going to church every Sunday as most, you know, did and do and whatsoever. But I always thought there was some sort of disconnect. I always felt a disconnect, I should say, in what I was being taught and what I felt within myself, if that makes sense. So I always questioned, I always had questions. I was always the one that, you know, put their hand up in Sunday school and, you know, would, you know, ask the questions that would probably irritate the, um, you know, the Sunday school leader, that was me, you know, and that wasn't just because I was just being destructive. That was just because I had valid questions. So again, you know, as I said, I grew up in a Christian household and by the age of, I'd say 19, again, life circumstances pushed me to that direction. I wanted answers. So I was seeking and I was seeking and I was seeking. And, you know, I think probably in my twenties, I, you know, I would say stumbled across Islam um and i shouldn't say stumbled across islam because my mom was born a muslim my mom comes from nigeria my mom comes from nigeria she came to the uk you know like most people i don't not most but a lot of people came from different parts of the that the world to you know enter america the uk the caribbean islands and what 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 have you and my mom was one of those people and you know um I remember asking her that, you know, why did you stop practicing Islam when you came to the United Kingdom? And she said, in those days, it was virtually impossible for her to mm. practice Islam. So, you know, just because of her love of God, she practiced Christianity because at least she was still able to, you know, in her, in her words, pray to God and, you know, worship the Most High, you know, so... That was that, and that's how I grew up. But as I said, in the twenty, in my twenties, I, you know, I went through various different channels trying to find myself. You know, there was a point where I wanted to be a rasta, and you know, when I done my research on Selassia, I, you know, just came to the conclusion that he was a Christian, and you know, I there was, you know, steps that I went, and as I said, I I came across Islam that time. I came across it under you know Minister Farrakhan. Wow, yeah. You know, and that was in the UK. And and you know, I, I, I to this day I always say those few years that I spent in the you know within the nation of Islam was what you know built me as a woman that made me understand myself as a woman, as a black woman. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say, you know, about the nation of Islam and whatsoever. For me. At that time, it was what I needed. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that was that anyway. And then, you know, I met up with a few people that were also Muslims. And, you know, they started to say that, oh, the Nation of Islam were, you know, fakes and what have you. And they weren't doing the right practice and all the rest of it. So I went over to the other sect of Islam. And, you know, up until last year, you know, I, I, you know, I read the Quran last year. I, you know, I'd done my... 30 days of fasting during Ramadan more so this last year because everybody was in lockdown it was much easier to do because you know you you didn't have the you know the restrictions right. of work and you know all the rest of it so I'd done it fully and 
you know, with everything you do in life, you know, that's why I said I'm not here to put anybody off religion or whatsoever. With everything you do in life, when you concentrate on it, you do something from within your heart, within yourself, it will come to fruition. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say that oh, Islam is bad or Christianity is bad or Judaism is bad or whatsoever, but I'm just saying within them constraints, you are within them, within the, 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 the guidelines and the paradigms of religion, you still always go within yourself to look for the answers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you understand? So my, my, you know, as I said, I've done all of the, you know, Ramadan and everything last year, and I was still feeling empty. There was still something missing. There was still a void. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, so it was like, to me, it was like, so, so what, what am I searching for? You know, ah. and, in that searching led me to go within. Does that make sense? Because oh, yeah. I've always looked on the outside for the answers, always looking on the outside for the answers, always looking for the, on the outside for the answers. I've never looked within. I've never sat down and taken a moment with myself to analyze my life, to analyze myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? My surroundings, the company I keep, all of that, I've never really. So when I started to do that and I started to find peace within doing that, you know, I started to question myself that, you know, do we already have the answers within us? Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. That's why I posed yep. the question of religion or spirituality. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then it's like, for us as, as Black sun beings, because at the end of the day, this is not about race. This is not about Black and white, because I always say you have some white people that have Black souls. Because you have to remember that we've, at some point, we've all been mixed up, undiluted, re-diluted, and all the rest of it. So you can't just, you can't just look at things now as just black and white, if that makes sense. You right. know, so a lot of us, we already have within us what it takes to, you know, live a full life, if that makes sense. But we're, we're always trying to find the answers within a, a set of rules, a set of ideologies, a set of boundaries, such, such to say. So the first question, even though we've had a long, you know, the, you know, speak up, you know, conversation already was, are we a religious set of people or are we spiritual beings? I you think know, because... Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say because... For me, I would say the latter. I would say spiritual beings because, again, as I said, everything that I was searching for on the outside, I've just found that I'm slowly finding finding within myself, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. We are definitely more spiritual beings. I have um, started this journey because I was looking for things outside of myself it was almost as if I didn't recognize I was in a sense and um that led me you still hear me yeah I can hear you went out a bit oh. but I can hear you mm -hmm. okay sorry <laughs> um that led me to get into a lot of trouble mm -hmm. uh, and you talked about uh going on the inside and really doing the work and i don't often share this story because people are very judgmental especially when you're talking about becoming a coach and somebody who's giving advice 
mm-hmm. but for for a really long time, I was honestly ashamed of the process that I had to go through to get to this knowledge of self mm-hmm. until I started mm-hmm. learning about myself through my birth chart again, that I really began to understood that these were the things, not necessarily that I had to go through, because here we do have free will, at least how I understand it. So, you you know, you have people who say, you know, that um, you were born here into this life and it's already preordained, it's predestined, you can't change that. And the reason from what I understand is why they people say that is because uh, people have free will to choose mm-hmm. here. That's why we call this place the matrix. And you have to kind of live between both worlds to understand. And that's what makes this so difficult here on this earth. But that is the journey. That's the process. But I do feel like we have that um, ability to change our stories and how often we experience those stories by way of changing our life. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now in this world on a, on a bigger, bigger discussion, bigger uh, process. But I had to, I, I actually had something happen to me that was pretty profound and I ended up going to prison. So when you were talking about after last year uh, being in locked in the house, that to me was just a reflection of that same process. That was the second time I had gone through something like that where I was locked up and made myself sit and think I had the time I wasn't uh confined by the day-to-day hustle and bustle being a mother being a big sister being a daughter you know all these other responsibilities that we had and Mm -hmm. I was forced to change the way I thought about that that process instead of seeing it as a negative thing that to me is spirituality Mm -hmm. and I can break that down a little bit more but uh, for the sake of time, I don't know how much time we have, so I want to be respectful of that. But what I noticed was that was spirituality to me because that is a form of meditation. And again, I had to learn this a very <laughs> the the hard way, mm-hmm. and how that and how and what that meant to me, and what it meant to really dig deep down inside, like why would somebody have to go through something like this to learn about yourself? What is it that we're doing wrong? And as I begin to answer the, ask those deep, hard questions, mm-hmm. I really got some answers. If you could actually believe it, uh, while I was in prison was the first time I ever picked up a Bible, even though I had been raised in a church and I read it all the way through that entire time. Mm-hmm. And even in that process, I could tell you I had, um, the great opportunity of getting a book where it wasn't all in that mumble jumble. Mm-hmm. It was in, in plain English. And it, ha- it had me thinking about philosophy again and what philosophy means to me. And it really always comes back to culture. Mm-hmm. Again, a way of life how, and how you formulate that. And the fact that we have dropped so far from culture and building with our families in such a way that even where we can even begin to have those important questions when our children are being raised mm-hmm. to say, who are you? To believe in who you are because you're seeing people who look like you succeed with it on a daily basis or, you know, somebody's there just to tell you you're great, you're beautiful, you're awesome. You are you know what I mean? Like those types of things have been, they're just like, we're, they're destroyed within our culture. In fact, I don't even think we have a culture 
uh, if I'm being that, that's why I said that that's why I pose the question religion or spirituality because we are trying to follow a set of ideals that are set for people with no connection to God does that make sense when yeah. we are the true source and we have that connection from within do you understand what I'm saying so that's why I pose that question because I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing because people need there's a lot of there's many different people in you know the universe and some people need to follow a set of rules and a set of guidelines for them to right. be able to live a moral life does that make sense but we are really moral beings we just lose our way because we try to follow other people's ideologies that's what i believe yeah, i totally agree and i do think that religion plays a huge role in that mm. um, as well as a few other different things if but we, if we start to look back into like slavery times and you know, we go in deep into our, you know, our ancestral roots, we will see that a lot of our ancestors were, religion was forced upon them. They were spiritual, they were spiritual people. They were people that could look at the sun, the moon, the stars, and determine, you know, different types of energies, if you want to say, you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, religion was forced upon a lot of our ancestors. So, why do we just freely gravitate to it? And, you know, as I said, I'm not knocking anybody's religion. This is not about, this is just having a valid conversation about, you know, looking within yourself to find the answers and not looking right. outside of yourself, you know, for unnatural answers then, if that, you know, if you want to say it that way. You understand? Because as I said, I I've been on a journey since I was in my 20s and now I'm in my 40s and, I still feel that hole. I still feel that emptiness. You understand what I mean? Not not so much now because now I'm I'm realizing that I have to look within myself. I'm not going to say that you don't pray to anybody or you don't you know you don't show gratitude for life or you don't give thanks and all the rest of it. Of course you have to do all of those things, but it comes from within yourself. When you're looking for the answers, even when you're on your knees, you're praying, you're focused, you're meditating, you're so focused on what you're, you know, trying to achieve that most of the time you do find the answer. But where do you find the answer? From within. There's no magical voice that comes and whispers in your ear. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So as you said, we've become so far from source. We've lost, you know, almost the connection to source. That's why most of us are in the struggles that we're in because we just don't want to look within ourselves. We we hate ourselves so much that we can't even, you know, spend time to look within. And it sounds so harsh for me to say, oh, we hate ourselves so much, but that's what it boils down to. We'll rather do everything else on the outside than just take a minute to sit down and look within. And last year, I think a lot of people did that because a lot of people had the time to do that because you didn't have the stress of work. You didn't have the stress of running up and down, hustle and bustle. Everybody had, you know, at least three months, everybody had between last year and now to just sit down and just think, go within, you know, what is going on in this world? What is going on in my life? You know, what, what, where are the answers? What are the, do you understand what I'm saying? But, you know, I don't know. That's just my intake onto it. And yeah, I just think that, you know, people would rather just be controlled than, you know, control their own reality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that leads me on to my second question, which was, 
was religion designed to keep us controlled and separated from our true source, which is the creator? Oh, God, yeah. You, you know, I've read so many books, lately, you know, over the years and even lately that it, it points to the same thing, isn't it? We are part of nature, isn't it? We are nature, oh, yeah. nature is us. You know, we're part of this universe. We vibe with the universe. So everything that we're looking for, everything that we seek is within us. Yeah. No, do you understand what I mean? It's like, yeah. wow, like, yeah. Sorry to just go off on a rant, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how we Gemini's do. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the passion because it's so, it's so real, you know, especially now I feel like people, like you said, have woken up. I consider 2020 the portal of the awakening where people are going to begin to really get down and dirty and start getting to know thyself on a deeper level that I don't even think most of us are even comprehending right now. But even in this moment, as we speak, that awakening process is happening. You can hear it in all the storylines, the news lines. People don't want to go back to work. Employers are trying to pay people to get people to go back to work. <laughs> don't nobody want them to leave, you know? You know, and... Uh, yeah to see that you know what actually i can you know bake some cookies and make a living or i actually can braid someone's hair and make a living i actually can you know yeah i can yes. do this. so why and i can do this on my timing you know oh yeah you know, you know? still taking care of my children still taking care of my home yeah. and having a healthy life so a lot of people are not going to go back to work they're not. They're going to start eating better. They're going to change their, their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Their beliefs are going to come with that because that is all the process in which, uh, for, for me, when I was on my spiritual journey, the, some of the first things that I was learning is that you got to clear your chakras now. So you got to release all the unlearn, all the things that have kept us from ourselves through yeah, and you know, block out all the distractions and 100%. all of that. Yeah, and so that's what it was. You know, I started eating healthier. I thought I stopped giving my money to companies who were giving me junk because they say you are who you eat. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and <laughs> when you out there acting crazy and 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 uh, not really knowing which way to go, which way to turn, uh, check out what you're eating. You know and how that is affecting your body. Are you are you drinking enough water? Like you said, are you getting enough rest or meditating? You know, all those kind of spiritual things that I learned throughout this process that really changed my mind. Well, yeah. When I look at it, this this whole thing is a, is a big setup, yeah? Because even, remember I said to you that over the weekend I was gonna go to the beach over here, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beach in England is just something that I'd never do because to me, it's like, what beach? <laughs> Don't be stupid. Eh? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, nonetheless, I, I, I jumped in the car and went with my friends and said, yeah, you know, what? I'm going to go to the beach. And the, 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 the story that I'm trying to tell you behind that is that they put us in the inner cities on purpose. Oh, yeah. They put us around all these buildings and all these high towers and all these, you know, everything to just block us from our natural source. 
Yeah. You understand? When you're when you're when I was driving to the beach, they've got these lovely houses surrounded by nature, you know, clean air, and all. And I'm talking about white people, and I don't care what who wants to come for me. I'm just being real. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, and we're just in the inner cities cut off from our source because we hardly could get the sun because we're around all these tall buildings. We just get the smug of the city, you know? Um, yep. We don't have many, you know, good nature parks that you can just walk in freely. Do you understand what I mean? Like, it, everything about, you know, the food that we eat, the, the food that's provided in the supermarkets that we're at, the pricing of the food, everything is just set up against us to for me to find our true natural, you know, our true natural self, our true natural source, if you want to say, because it's like, you remember, as you said, everything you're eating is part of your vibration, what you eat, you know, hydrating yourself, you know, being able to be in touch with nature, all those things are part of things that are blocking us from being able to see. Oh, yeah. You understand oh, yeah. what I'm saying? with I have I lost a lot of friends mm -hmm. when I started changing when my mindset started changing I, I don't even think I could say that I was changing I just changed all those little things that I mentioned mm -hmm. and people were like oh I've tried to do that and I got um I, I I'm, I'm not full I don't get full you know uh you know when you eat your eating habits you know I don't really get full and that's okay uh, by the way I'm not talking about anybody mm -hmm. um, but uh, we're not friends anymore you know we don't see we're not even elevated or vibrating on the same level we don't have nothing in common there's no conversation there you know the connection yeah. is gone and I kind of started meeting new people and started following people who could tell me about my history or I learned so much about who I am and where I come from. And, and what I really like about a lot of the leaders and people that we have in our community who are out there doing the heavy footwork is that they're not saying, this is what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> they're just saying, telling their stories, just the way we're having a conversation here and what it's helps them. Just telling right. you, because at the end of the day, as we said, none of us are professors in any field, you know, to dictate to people how and you know how they should live their life we're just we're, we're speaking from our own experience you know and it's things that you've done yourself that has, has made you feel better at the end of the day so it's not my journey is not going to be your journey your journey is not going to be my journey we may be able to resonate along the line but at the end of the day everybody has as you said free will to make their own choices as to what they do with their life so, you know yeah. Yeah. but yeah i think that you know that's it <laughs> you know there's nothing more to it, isn't it? you know some people <laughs> may choose to be religious that's great you know at least you're doing something you know and some people may choose to be spiritual not even it's not even choosing to be spiritual because we are spiritual so you know I don't think that's a choice. I think we're actually rebelling against our true nature. That's a choice. Do you understand? That is very true. I, I like the way you said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to, um, yeah, so 
to close off, I would just like to say that, you know, what I've grasped from my journey is that spirituality is from within. Religion is from, you know, outside of ourselves. Again, that's not to knock anybody or to tell anybody not to be what they are. I'm just saying from my journey and my perspective, you know, religion is something from outside. That's why we can't find the connect to it. You know, no matter how much you go to church every Sunday, no matter how much times you go to mosque, no matter how much times you get on your knees and pray, you're still feeling that disconnect, you know? And I know that that is for a lot of people, you know, because anyway, that's another topic. And yeah, I just think that, you know, we just need to learn to start trusting our own inner voice because if you get silent, you know, start to, you know, get rid of the demons because a lot of us have that within, including myself. Start to detox yourself of all the, you know, bad yeah. energies and all of that. You will start to get the answers. Oh, yeah. The answers are already there. You know, it's just clouded amongst all the other shit that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Yep. So would you like to say anything to close off? Um, I, I think that was well said. I loved it. It was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You know how we are, Geminis, when we get into something, you know, it's, yeah. it's what we're passionate about. When we're passionate about something, then we're able to, you know, articulate ourselves. Oh, yeah. In a, you know, in a way that people are able to receive and understand and gravitate to so yeah it's been great um you know speaking with you and I'm, I'm you know hopefully we'll get to do this again sometime again in the future not too far in the future <laughs> but yeah so um just tell the people then one more time before we go where they can find you and then we close out so thank you again. Um, it was an honor to come on here and chat with you. I definitely would love to come back. Um, again, my name is Keisha. I am the owner of A Way of Life. I am a career and business coach using astrology. And you can find me on all social media platforms at A Way of Life. And life is spelled L-Y-F-E, the number five. And you could get, um, I don't have any any uh, specials or anything going on right now, but you, you could get your life path reading. That's my specialty. I love doing that the most, helping people find what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can feel free to uh, contact me on my website, and that's awayoflife.net if you're looking for a reading. Okay, brilliant. So, guys... Thanks for joining. Um, thanks for tuning in, I should say, um, to the podcast. Like, share, subscribe. If you can, leave a review and join us next week. Same place, same time. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed and take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.